0: It's Friday. Friday, everybody, nice to see you on this the fifteenth day of December, the year of our twenty twenty three. Hi. Um uh, twenty twenty three. What is that? That a hundred years after Pearl Edition. Hey, buddy, walking cross ranges with his heart. He's got the old harmonica out. I feel like I'm going back a hundred years. It's a nice, it's a nice sound. A nice feel.
1: Mm. God, I love I'm that. in the wrong key. I I don't know what key he you're does in, that. You're in the wrong. The old, year. Is that a song? old song? Dirty old town. Have you hey. seen all the Shane McGowan stuff?
0: Oh, dude, it's been like a Shane McGowan loving. Lead singer of the Pogues died last week. Massive funeral. It was live stream. Uh, yeah, you're a big Pogues guy. I'm a big Pogues guy. It was sad. Still love the harp. Doo, 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 doo. I wish I could play dogs a
1: barking. Dogs barking. <laughs> dogs So he put aside... <laughs> <laughs> 12000 yeah, dollars Uh for he's like, shut up, old man. <laughs> Enough with the face piano. <laughs> it's yeah, annoying. i <laughs> telling you to
0: shut the fuck up. He's trying to have a snooze downstairs. So Shane
1: McGowan in his will, yeah. um, they had a they had the they had the funeral and then they had a gathering at his favorite pub in Ireland. And uh and he left twelve thousand dollars for the for the bar for the bar t- <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You wanted everybody to go and have a great time and remember him by getting drunk and singing songs and playing instruments and yeah. sitting in the pub, which is what he loved the most. Yeah, He's one of the all-time greats. Shane McGowan was like... It's funny because like when someone like that dies, you haven't heard from him in a long time, you're like, oh, my God. Then you go back through their catalog and their music and then you hear these stories about things that they used to do. And that was one of my favorite stories that come from his funeral. Not only just the people that came to celebrate him, which was awesome. Was in this they big were dancing.
1: Irish they got up cathedral. and danced at his yeah, funeral. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, They danced so good. at this guy's funeral. But then he's like, you know what? I'm going to leave 12 grand in my will to cover all the food and all the booze and all the Jameson. Go and remember me and have a great time. That's how I want to go. Even though I don't drink, that's how I want to go.
1: You guys go remember- party,
0: tell stories, have a good time.
1: I remember uh, a a quote from him, and it. I'm gonna screw it up, but they were they were asking him about being drunk on stage. Yeah, and um, and and it was something about being sober versus being drunk. Mm -hmm. He said, "Oh, we're yeah, no, no, we're way better sober, but it's not as much fun, (laughs) so we get drunk." It's
0: super true, isn't it? <laughs> super true. That yeah, was a tough loss this week. Um, yeah. Speaking he was, of drinking, I just wanted to bring. For for yeah, what did he he had a uh, cancer, didn't
1: he? Well, I think he he died from complications of pneumonia. But in the last couple of years, he's been pretty sick. Right. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. think I don't think he can go that hard for that many years. It was like Lemmy from Motorhead when he died. <laughs> I was like,
0: of course he should have been dead like thirty years ago. Yeah, well, he just rocked it
1: the lemmy thing is interesting because um he went to the doctor finally and they ended up figuring out that he well he had he had cancer and took him really quick mm-hmm. so by the time he ended up at the hospital there was like there was nothing that could do and that just like it just destroyed him in a couple of weeks mm-hmm. but the one thing that um that happened i think it was i think it was the year before he passed away cuz he i if i remember correctly he died in january but the year before we we were on the air talking about the fact that he um he had some kind of blood disorder. And the doctor in like made I mean, obviously when you're dealing with a with a drinker like that, right, you're 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 not gonna have a lot of success going, ah, hey Lemmy, maybe it's time to slow down there, eh, buddy? Um, but <laughs> the doctor said to him, he said, um for some strange reason, this hasn't killed you yet, and I'm not—I don't want to encourage you to continue drinking because it's probably bad for you at this point. But Lemmy, I think the booze may be of keeping you alive because it's been thinning your blood. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. In 1980,
0: Lemmy was diagnosed with something that it was a blood that was toxic to other human beings. Um, and in a, in an interview with Time Out, Lemmy apparently supposedly was told his blood was so toxic, he couldn't, uh, like if anybody tried to give him a transfusion of blood, it would kill him. And he goes, no, actually, I was told I couldn't give anybody else a transfusion because my blood would kill them. <laughs> and then he went on to say how his doctor actually told him, yeah, your blood is like so thick and toxic that the booze actually might be helping you. Might, so keep drinking.
1: might actually be keeping you alive. <laughs> <laughs> and he
0: said he walked out of the doctor's office that day, fist pumping. He's like,
1: yes, I can keep
0: drinking. <laughs> and then if you remember, he passed out at one point, too. He passed out like he had a medical episode, goes to the, to the hospital. And it turns out they're just dehydrated. He's like, you're just really dehydrated because all you do is drink alcohol and not water. So you need to drink more water. And he made a deal with the doctor. Where he's like, how about I put more ice in my booze? The guy's like, whatever. You're lemmy <laughs> Motorhead, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Speaking of booze and going back in time, did you hear the good news from our beautiful province of Ontario?
1: Yeah, you, you, someone, someone whispered in somebody's ear and said it's 2023, you can sell booze in,
0: in <laughs> outside of
1: controlled...
0: Unbelievable story, crazy turn of events here in Toronto. We got some. Are people upset about you it? You know what? It's the strangest thing. No, no, everybody's like, whatever. I mean, you know, it's just if if this province wasn't run by a bunch of mobsters, uh, and if the guy who just said, "Hey, free bo- booze in, in convenience stores for everybody, Seven Eleven, S L. We're gonna put booze in those places." By the way, it's not till twenty twenty six. Not actually joining twenty twenty three until twenty twenty six, but. Um, It was an amazing week this week where I live because finally uh, the the government said, you know what? Let's put booze in convenience stores and let's allow people other than government run entities to sell booze. Now, I learned this this week that Ontario has been operating under this weird booze oligarchy for the past hundred and three years since 103 years. We have been prohibition regulated, meaning after the prohibition ended in the 20s, we're like, we're going to tighten the ship up. We're only going to be selling booze certain hours, certain places so that we can, you know, kind of leap back into this thing without, you know, husbands beating their wives and women throwing it away and everybody getting too drunk all the fucking time. And so they kept it to two entities called the Beer Store which has been around for eons, decades, and the LCBO, the Liquor Control yeah. Board of Ontario. So for the past like, you know, 20 years, every government's like, we're gonna, we're gonna privatize liquor sales. We're gonna let everybody sell booze. And the creep has been kind of slow. Like you've been seeing beer and wine in certain grocery stores that are friendly with Doug Ford, by the way, the biggest donors that own grocery stores and stuff. They've been allowed to sell beer and wine like Galen Weston Metro, those places. Mm-hmm. However, to your point, which is one of the things I missed about Alberta. Like, if you haven't been to Alberta, if you haven't been out west, the litany of private enterprise that's allowed to sell controlled substances, it's like
1: anything. It, have, it has its pros and cons, right? Tommy's Liquor Store, Jimmy's Beer
0: Store, Jimmy's yeah. Smoke and Wine Store, Beer and Wine, Beer and Pot, you can do it all in Alberta. There's <laughs> like no rules where you live in. You're from Edmonton. You can like, yeah. The private liquor store is open
1: 24-7. You can get booze anytime you want. Right, oh, so Dean, I can literally if I stood on my roof, yeah, I could throw a rock and and hit four liquor stores it's It's insane, and there's that there's as many cannabis stores as well, which again the, the 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 pros and cons of that now are are that that free market enterprise didn't work so well for the people that got into the cannabis business, hmm. so the fallout from. Because I think everybody thought, oh, we're going to legalize weed in 2017, and um, or 2019, whatever the hell it was. Yeah. And we're gonna we're we're gonna let everybody buy this because we're all adults and people might want to smoke some. And I think the way they they licensed it, I think they thought that the entire province was going to start smoking weed immediately, mm-hmm. and and it nothing was going to get happen, done. The same number of people just kept smoking weed and people that didn't smoke weed tried a gummy to see if it would help them sleep. So it Mm -hmm. didn't like the whole province didn't all of a sudden start smoking weed, but they gave out enough licenses to make it feel like it was. Mm -hmm. And now those businesses, you know, crashed like a lot of them crashed. So. They were sold and resold and like they're, we're still going through that. They're sort of the settling out of the market. I still think we have too many stores. Too many um, beer stores? Too many, too many weed stores? Weed stores? And, and the beer stores, I don't know if you could have enough beer stores in Alberta. We're drinkers. Like yeah. we're heavy drinkers here. Yeah.
0: Yeah, take nothing away yeah. from the beautiful province of Alberta. And I'm of the firm opinion. And let me say everything I'm going to say is I'm going to couch it with. I'm of the firm opinion. You should be allowed to drink what you want, do what you want, smoke what you want, snort what you I want, agree. boof what you want, inject what you want. I really don't care. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. From whoever
1: you want into your bedroom, do whatever yeah, the hell you want. so Whatever all decisions
0: you, you want to make, whatever consequences you want to pay for any of those decisions, good for you. Great stuff. Awesome. <laughs> Zero judgment on my part. And I say that in all honesty and sincerity. However, however, this has been such a long time coming that it, it was amazing the timing of the announcement, right? So for the past two, three months, this dude has been Doug Ford fighting the RCMP on an internal <laughs> investigation into international money laundering into his government. Uh, he just got sued today by all those developers he handed all the greenbelt land to. He's like, here you go. And we're like, hey, that's illegal. And he's like, there's nothing to see here. Don't worry about it. Then spend twenty five million on taxpayer money doing advertising, telling everybody our reality that's isn't awesome. our reality. Yeah, it's a pretty sweet deal. And and he is so underwater now. Like he is nobody in this province likes the man. You can clearly see how duplicitous and how much of a fucking criminal he is. He went back to the well that works. And I find this fucking Awesome. Right. He got a bump today in the polls because because of his announcement yesterday that he was going to make it easier for 17 year olds and degenerates that have wet appetites (laughs) to get as much alcohol as they possibly could. I mean, I like of all the things this is dude. And this is a fucking statement of all the things we have a problem with in this country. They seem to be solved if you make it easier for people to get hammered. Like, it's just fucking awesome it,
1: Politics is really easy. It, it, and, and again, and they play this game all the time. We have a guy on, his name is Jason Bale, and we have him on every Monday. We call it Bend Over Mondays. And we highlight something that has happened in the news about the city of Edmonton. Because I, I, I called him up one, like, a couple of months back, and I said, we got to start highlighting this stuff. Because it's crazy. It, it's mm-hmm. It's insane what they're doing. And I don't think my big issue with, with the, with the city of Edmonton is uh, there is like five, 10, 15% of the population that votes. So they cater to that audience and they don't care about the rest of the, of, because they don't vote. And I keep telling people, you can be mad about what the city's doing. The problem is, is picture the guy right now that votes. You you can probably see him in your mind, right? And he's he's making his own bike in his mom's basement, right? His glasses, so <laughs> right? He probably he probably had hemp for lunch, breakfast, yeah, yeah, and yeah. dinner. Uh-huh. And that guy votes, so they cater to that guy, right? And that's. And so the rest of the the city sits there and goes, why are they making these decisions? And I'm like, you got to vote. So we're highlighting these things. And, and one of the, one of the things that I've noticed from our like weekly sessions with Jason Bale is just the strategy of the things that they do is amazing. Like it's unbelievable how stupid people are. You know what's And you know, what's even
0: more incredible. It's unbelievable how stupid they think we all are. Like, We are that dumb, though. We buy it. Like totally,
1: we we lap it up. Like Doug Ford Ford stole
0: billions from people. Doug Ford killed thousands of seniors during the pandemic. Doug Ford is a thief and a liar and corrupt as fuck. And he's undergoing an RCMP investigation into real estate and international money laundering and insider (laughs) training and cronyism. And you know what he did? Allegedly. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Let's throw that out there Just to be safe today It's Friday Do you, you, know Friday. Do you, you need another he... lawsuit?
0: <laughs> yes, I do As a matter of fact They're a lot of fun um, Do you know what he did today That made everybody forget about all of it? All of it He put on his best and brightest He goes to a convenience store Close to his house Oh, he bought friendly. a bottle of
1: wine <laughs> And
0: he's like Guys, great news I'm back in a big way I'm going to salvage my reputation. I'm going to make it about 50 times easier for you to get a bottle when everything's closed. And we're like this. Yes. Yes. That's the greatest guy in the world. I mean, he just finished robbing his fucking blind and he doesn't give a shit about anybody that can't give him money. And he's been caught red-handed backpedaling. He had to pull out of his, like, uh, uh, ten different things this week where he kept saying sorry. And and at the end of the week, into a Friday, he got, does one of these. What if I made it easier for you to get a half sack and some black fly kids? And everybody's <laughs> like, oh, white cloth at 7-Eleven? Yum. Yeah, I'll forget yep. about all the other stuff. It is amazing how dumb we are. Yeah, I love yeah. it.
1: Yeah, yeah, The other thing they do, and this is something that you probably see in your your municipality right across the country. So they'll say, they'll they'll release a statement. They'll go, newsflash, the city's broke. We can't make it work. We need more money. We're going to have to increase your city taxes by 7%. 7%, maybe 8%. 8, eight. we are looking at it. We're breaking down the numbers. And like everybody else, we're really hurting right now. It's going to be 8%. And then everyone goes, what the 8%? Yeah. You got to be kidding me. 8%. How am I Oh my god, you guys are idiots. What are you doing? Who's running this city? 2 weeks later they go, "We had an emergency meeting."
0: 3%.
1: It's going to be 6. <laughs> and everyone goes, "6!" <laughs> yeah, it's not 8, it's 6. So <laughs> now I've been pointing that out every time they do it, and it's been legitimately for the last 10 years, every year they do it. They say, "Oh my god, we're broke. It's going to be it's going to be it's 5%." The and then they come back literally 2 weeks but this year they stuck to their guns and I said to I said to Jason I said you got to explain the sticking to the guns and he goes oh uh, they're gonna have no tax increase next year it's election year and I went oh so now they're gonna hoop us yeah 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 prior to we, the election we're you'll seven percent yeah or yeah, 6.5 yeah. or whatever and everyone's totally. like totally. What happened? You usually lie to us, and then you give us a, then you then you still hoop us, but then we feel good about being hooped. Like, cause you didn't hoop us as bad as you said you were gonna hoop us in the
0: original hooping. So you what happened this year?
1: You're just hooping us, and yeah, they're and just hooping. Like you so they don't hoop year. You next year. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Next yeah. next move. year
1: they're gonna come out and say, and sure enough, remember this, mark this down. He's like, oh yeah, it's a total strategy. I'm like, they yeah, they yeah. legitimately talk about this behind the behind closed doors, and he yeah, goes, yeah. absolutely, and we all la la la. Yeah,
0: you lick the anus. Give me more, it, it, dude. It's an incredible. It's an incredible trick. And we're like goldfish. We forget about all the theft. Mm-hmm. If someone's like, "What if I can get you a sweet deal on some Prince Igor Russian vodka at a Seven Eleven on a yeah, Thursday yeah. night?" And they're like, "Maybe I'll forget about you stealing my what if you and all my
1: money." Maybe I. What if one. you? What if you can buy a bottle of Savon Blanc for your girlfriend at the <laughs> gas station? What okay, if I made it easier like you for
0: you to get a half sack of Wildcat Strong? Hmm? And everybody's like, yeah. all right, well, I'll take it. <laughs> it's, it's amazing how easy we are to please. Here's the announcement. This is Doug Ford. By the way, th- th- dude, it's a horse race between who the biggest village idiot is between provincial premiers between yours and ours. This guy is a yokel and a I like fucking mom you know up yokel. Although I do appreciate the depth and the speed with which he commits public crimes
1: because it makes it easier to track. Doug oh, Ford, I always enjoy because you'd think that he would get a suit that would fit him. like no. one day i I'm hoping that it's gonna look like he didn't get like three or Ford four people out that suit.
0: the the cuffs were always so long and the the, like he looks like a giant bell because he's got these skinny old man legs in this giant fat boiler and he's like it just hangs off him and you're like dude there's like eight feet of separation between your blazer and your crotch you need a suit that fits anyway bespoke my ass he gets it off the off the top shelf at morris let's watch him tell people the good news (laughs) Ontario, after a hundred years of doing Prohibition. He's such a Yoko. Dude, dude, it's amazing. After a hundred years of Prohibition booze sales, you're going to get booze in your convenience stores. By the way, this is like telling everybody after holding back the internet from northern communities, you're finally going to get the internet. That's how fucked up this is. Ontario, we made this promise and we're getting it done. You know, from Etobicoke to Pickering to Kenora, this is a fantastic day for Ontario where we're modernizing alcohol and allowing beer and wine and other products to be sold in grocery stores, convenience stores, big box stores. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we're going to get you to give us a thumbs up. <laughs> that shouldn't be funny. You can,
0: you can literally get booze anywhere right now. They're just going to put it in convenience stores. And there's the the lady who works at the Circle K around the corner from Doug's house, giving it the fucking under duress thumbs up. Ooh, just go over there and give it the thumbs up standing by all that booze. Look at her. Look. I promise I won't sell this to
1: teenagers.
0: <laughs> and dude, that's the first thing these convenience store owners are going to do. How many convenience store owners who, if you look a little... Co- Dude, and this is the thing. The government wants to get as much booze in the hands of as many underage kids as possible so they can start selling more booze. That's the deal with this. Let's watch the rest of this incredible production, shall we? Oh, this is Ontario. so funny. We're making sure that all Ontario residents have the opportunity to
1: have convenience shopping when you go in. I don't and think, think like he gets enough blood to his head.
0: At yeah. a convenience store or a big box or retailer. You pick up that bottle of wine. You can pick up the the case of beer or seltzers or or cider or whatever it might be. At least he's be a beer guy. A case of beer, ciders, yeah. seltzers. You know, you think, you think Doug's a beer guy? Uh, he doesn't drink. Apparently, that's that's the amazing part. He apparently he watched his brother drink way too much Prince Igor Russian vodka in the park while he was smoking crack. That he doesn't drink. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, Although I have I seen do. him drink beer with Francois ago from Quebec, so maybe he's lying good chance he's lying it's what he does for a living so i don't know in the grocery cart walk home and it saves you time there you go guys we're making it easier for gotta every say, ontario though, it resident is, to get free booze
1: you can be booze. you can be upset about the, the the change in in how they're selling liquor in the i don't know, in ontario but it is ridiculous that you have one store for the entire city of toronto that sells booze <laughs> it's it's in. you guys should be embarrassed. Yeah, early. we uh, dude. I, I don't disagree
0: with you. I think booze should have been readily available across this country and across every province. But they, they were making too it. much money from it. Well, they were. But now the goal is apparently they're going to keep the beer store and the liquor store, the LCBO. They're going to have the higher end kind of full mark, you know, liquor, vodka, SoCo, mixed drinks, yeah. the special stuff. But they're going to allow like coolers, wine, beer not necessarily liquor in those stores. So you can still go get your old English, that delicious beverage. You can go get a 40 of OE and some Wildcat and maybe some Molson Canadian if you get there in time, maybe some yeah. Corona, maybe uh maybe a Strongbow, maybe some White Claw. But you're not going to be able to get the real booze. So this is just more access to sell yeah. more booze because they still the government of Ontario still rakes A percentage of every single bottle of any kind of alcohol sold so it's just increasing how much they're going to make putting it in different places they're going to keep those places still they're just going to sell it more spots making it a lot easier for people to get alcohol which you know if you know anything about alcohol and i don't want to shit on it because i've got no problem with people to drink i've had a couple of glasses of wine here or there i've had a an old-fashioned here or there in the last year or so um And I've got no problem with it. I just don't do it. I don't do it. And when I do do it, it's to taste. And that's it. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Uh, Because of my history and because I don't want to. I like being present. I enjoy it. Alcohol just takes you away from things like any substance. (sighs) Right, You're not really overly present. So that's my thinking behind what I think. However, it doesn't affect my thinking about guys like you who want to go out, grab a case of beer because you ran out. You got people at the house. I think it's awesome. (sighs) Good for us. But you got to read between the lines. And it's, again, stunned me how easily duped we are to think, yep. I guess all the crime doesn't matter if he's going to put beer Here's in the, the 7-Eleven.
1: I, I think people need to just be aware of what it is that these things are, right? Like um, these regulations, the, the government goes out of their way to tell you how they, um, they, they, you need them. We're here to protect you. So we're going to create all these rules and regulations revolving around these things that could harm us. Um, and, and then over the years, they loosen it up, loosen it up, and they benefit from it. Like they tax the living hell out of it. Right. Um, I, I, I said this on the air today, if America, if we went down to the United States, just took one state of the United States of America out of the 50 States and decide and overnight taxed them to the point that we are taxed in Canada, civil there war. would be a civil war. They would yeah. be they would be taking over the, They're literally they'd be flipping cars and burning buildings. It would be insane. The level of tax in this country is out of hand and they've got to find new and creative ways of taxing us. And they do that through liquor. They do that through fuel. They do that from c- cigarettes. And a lot of it, they, they try to find ways of justifying. They do it with speed traps and, and all this stuff. I got they, a question for you. I got a question hold on, for you. Hold okay. on. Sorry.
0: Go ahead. Go ahead. Didn't mean to interrupt. they do it through Actually, gambling. I did. Why I did it. They
1: do it through all of these things. As and, and the thing is, and, and I've said this before, if you have a problem with how much a hockey ticket is to go see the Edmonton Oilers or the Toronto Maple Leafs and how much they're then stop buying that stuff. The problem is, is that we don't, we continue to drink. We continue to gamble. We continue to do all the things that they benefit from, regardless of the tax or the money that they put in front of it or how difficult they make it to. We're going to continue to do it right as a society. They 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 just they. As a society, we could be better. We could do a better job. I could drink less right on. Obviously, how much fun would that be? Yeah, I could not like a smokers. Like if you're paying twenty five dollars a pack of cigarettes, you're literally paying probably twenty dollars in taxes to smoke a pack of cigarettes. Yeah, I think ninety somebody-
0: percent, eighty five to ninety percent of the cost of a pack of smokes is tax. Yeah, 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 yeah. As it should be. I, I mean, you know, and here's the thing. Like, and I want to bring this to your attention because. As always, the Dean Blundell Show is brought to you by our friends at factcheck.io. Factcheck.io. Do you believe? The good people at Factcheck are a quorum of software professionals, psychological professionals, journalists and they use some of the finest software technology to be able to give you the advantage when it comes to getting agency back in your life, when it comes to information that you read. Go to factcheck.io today. For more information, sign up for the beta test, F-A-K-T-C-H-E-K.io. The Dean Blundell Show is brought to you by factcheck.io. Factcheck.io, makers of the world's most comprehensive fact-checking software, dot io back to the show there's a senator a canadian senator named patrick brazil good dude uh history of uh drug abuse issues domestic issues had to take some time away is this the guy
1: that says that we should be taxing it by like 500 percent
0: uh no he's i don't think he's saying we should be taxing by five i don't think we should be taxing it by 500 percent. but i believe more taxes should be put on booze i really do for a couple of reasons. One is if we're all healthy and happy as non-smokers and former smokers with the amount of tax that goes on smokes because we don't smoke. Right. And nobody's talking about that anymore. They accept the fact that they go pick up a pack of smokes. It's over 30 bucks. It's got some pictures of some blood in a toilet or a dead fetus on it or a dead heart or bad teeth. And we just accept it. We're like, yeah, I get it. <clears throat> what he wants to do is kind of similar, but he wants to do it with booze. And I want your thoughts on it, because if you're a drinker you know the risks associated with drinking, or you don't, and you should know the risks associated with drinking. And I am not here, trust me, as someone who, and you know me, dude, I never take your inventory, never talk about it, but it's like one of the biggest causes of cancer, heart disease in the world. Um, And he's got this bill called S-254, and it's about putting a warning label on alcohol, just a warning label. It'll never happen. Um, cancers caused by alcohol, oral cavity cancer, oropharynx cancer, larynx cancer, esophageal cancer, breast cancer in women, liver cancer, colorectal cancer, liver cancer, it's like number one or number two, by the way. I think it's number one. Pancreatic cancer, um, all kinds of cancers. Now, this gentleman is gonna be seen, Senator Patrick Brisdeau will be seeing kind of how I'm seen, which is why I never talk about alcohol or the dangers of it. Um, But if legitimately, if the Food Inspection Agency of Canada hadn't already approved alcohol for consumption 100 years ago because of lobby groups, they would not approve it today. It is a known carcinogen like smoking, but it's bad for all of your internal organs, depending on how much you drink. There literally is not one health benefit to booze. And I do not, again, want to shit on your party tonight or you enjoying yourself. These are hard, hard facts for people. So Mm -hmm. do you would you be okay with you, Lachlan, as someone who enjoys beverages responsibly, I may add. Lachlan is one of my responsible drinking friends. We all have guys that just do it to get pie eyed. That is not my friend Lachlan. He enjoys beer and he doesn't really venture outside that. And he's one of those guys that can have a couple and he can go to bed. It's one of those I go
1: off the rails, I'd say two yeah, two, three times a year where I go. And it's usually because somebody talked me into shooters. It's never (laughs) a good idea. Well, I will drink drink beer and wine. I don't drink hard booze hardly ever. Let me ask you a little bit of rye in my coffee, maybe. Good for you. I do.
0: And no issue with it. I have the odd cocktail now and again. No issue with it. But it's a taster. It's not for me to drink to change the way I am. And that's just me. I like a little buzz. Would you be okay with paying a little bit more and having a label on your booze? Well, says, I don't get to
1: it's going to go up. It goes up every year. The I taxes does, on liquor are okay? absolutely insane. Would you be okay if they taxed it I and think that, put a label on it? The The thing, the liquor lobbyists, the, the group no, no, no. Behind, would you on, be me, okay me, with it? I think, well, I don't care. It, I'm, they, they're going to do it. It doesn't matter whether I like it or not. But I think the liquor lobbyists right now have a little bit more pull than, say, the tobacco lobbyists, right? Um, the, the tobacco lobbyists, because of the, um, because they lost the battle a long, long time ago and they did stuff that was, they, they were trying to hide the fact and they were actually lying for years and years and years lied to the public and ended up costing them billions and billions of dollars in lawsuits. Right. So that it's easier for governments to um to get away with doing things like restricting companies that sell that sell cigarette products and nicotine products and putting labels on them i don't think we're there yet with the we're getting there with with liquor and booze i don't think it's as widely accepted or as vil, vilified in this country
0: you know you have a yet. 70% dr- chance <clears throat> drop in in chance of getting cancer or heart disease if, if you quit drinking same thing with smoking <laughs> Um, you know what? 70% and on, so, so, and I mean, I'm not suggesting
1: it, it, it's not there. I I, I don't, totally. I, did, I never said that. I didn't think that the health risks were there. I'm talking about whether or not it's not, and it's not whether or not they want to do it. I know mm-hmm. they do. It's whether or not the, um, it, it, that it'll be a priority, right? I I just don't think it will be for 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 politicians to to start doing that
0: well it won't they make it won't too pending, much
1: money from booze totally and they
0: can still make that money from booze and i totally understand like you're going to see a lot of people stand up against this lobby stand up against the idea that senator patrick brazo who has a vendetta against booze there are a lot of people out there who don't want to see a pair of you know someone's diseased liver on a <sighs> bottle of chianti right There mm. are, and, and i get that i
1: i don't either and not that the industry is different it's different than the cigarette industry it should is. come with a bit of
0: a warning. It should come like the days are gone when, when you know how back in the day we're like four out of five doctors smoked camels and they used to go, yeah, go home. If you're lactating drink some Southern comfort or have like five pints of Guinness. It's those are wives tales. Like, it, you know, at some point someone's going to have to say something about the dangers of that substance as well. It's amazing how it gets a pass.
1: I think the unintended consequence of putting warning labels on everything is that, that, we do actually settle into this idea that somebody other than yourself is actually taking care of you. Yeah. I, I mean, I the reason why I'm against it isn't because I don't want to see a diseased liver on a bottle of booze or a six pack of beer when I go into the liquor store. I could care less. It's probably not going to stop me from drinking if if they start putting warning labels on it. The problem I have with it is it's we do this in society where we're we're. We say we're going to instead of just being responsible for ourselves, we say to everybody in a, or, you know, our politicians get to say, I did a good thing today. I took care of you. And so the population sits back and goes, that's right. I can do whatever I want, because if something's going to be bad for me, they're going to put a label on it. And, and I know I know that sounds ridiculous to say it out loud, but I think subconsciously, I think the unintended consequence of protecting everybody is we just become dumber. Yeah, but I that's not. Don't protecting think it's a people. That's just,
0: that's just informing people. Like it, it's amazing that 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 anybody even has that perspective. That shouldn't be a warning label on cigarettes. I don't need a nanny state telling me these are bad for me. I already know. Well, they're not for you, dude, because you've agreed to the deal. The deal is you know that you can get cancer from it. You're going to keep smoking, and good for you. I don't care what you do with your time. Same thing with booze. I was well aware when I was drinking heavily, that alcohol was not good for me. Well no. aware. I could tell by the spots on my back. <laughs> I could tell by the discoloration in my eyes. I could tell when I'd go to the doctor and he would tell me your liver's functioning like it's a 90-year-old liver. I'm like, <laughs> I have no idea why. I knew why. I totally knew why. However, I drank like an asshole. I couldn't regulate, right? I didn't have those things. And for people yeah. who can who enjoy a cocktail or
1: enjoy a nice glass doesn't mean it doesn't it's I not it. good it I, it doesn't mean that it's not not good for you right correct the problem is we're i don't correct think, i I, hate, I, don't, no, I think
0: it's a fascinating conversation like listen whether there's a label on a bottle of alcohol or not has nothing to do with me because i don't care there
1: t- great, t- but there is great
0: but and i but here's the thing i wouldn't stump for it I'm just wondering if and when it happens, if we're going to treat all substances like that.
1: And I don't think it'll actually have any impact on on who go back. And do I think it, I don't think the warning labels do. I think education does. And I think society figures these things out. And it takes time because we're dumb as sticks. Um, but I.
0: <sighs> interesting, eh? interesting conversation. I love it. I love this conversation. It's my wheelhouse because I'm like super non judgmental when it comes to other people and what they do. I think everybody should be allowed to make any decision they want and go through whatever consequence that decision brings. And I understand the nanny state perspective. I don't want people telling me that what I know is bad is like, like, dude, I vape. I know this is bad for me. I see it on the warning label. I get it. This is not a smoking cessation device. I have an addiction to it and I enjoy it and I shouldn't. I get it. I know what it's doing to me, and I do it anyway. But at some point, stands. To that's kind of my
1: that. That's kind of my point. I I think that we spend a lot of time and energy making ourselves feel better, especially your public officials. That gives them some sense of I don't know, uh, whatever it is. Some sense of I did something today, maybe. And I, I don't know if they're having the impact they think they're having. I think we get smarter as we get a little bit older and as we move through life and we actually witness the things that are bad for us and what it does to us, I don't think the label on the cigarette is working. Then I think the mistrust that everybody has and the hypocrisy from our, from our public officials on so many things um, is just, it doesn't help. No, it
0: doesn't. But like, again, I go back to this. You and I both know, abusing alcohol is bad for you, right? Abusing any substance is bad.
1: But we're talking about whether or not it's a good idea to put a label on and whether, I'm just Correct. saying, I don't think it's going to have any impact on whether or not people drink. I'm sorry.
0: I, I, you know what? I don't know if it will either. I, I I, part of me thinks that, like, part. I'll tell you this because I'm wired like this. When I saw that thing for the warning label, I got mad for drinkers. I was yeah. like, stay the fuck away. Let them do their thing, right? Well, for a lot of people, remember- they need it.
1: Remember but then when he was
0: like, I kind of stands to reason that we should probably have a warning label on
1: it. Remember when subscribe. Nancy Reagan was gonna save the, the children in the United States and they were gonna put warning labels on all of the the records and the music that had explicit lyrics on it, right? Mm-hmm. And everyone was up on arms. I remember this happening, and they were like, Yeah, we can't let this happen. We gotta stop this. What are they doing? And um that I'm talking about the artists themselves. This is my art. I should be able to say whatever I want and 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 i think it was the rap artists that realized and i don't know if it was their management or if it was the artists themselves that realized that this was actually going to benefit them
0: yeah more people would buy it
1: yeah 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 part so of me that, that anti attitude i had i'm
0: like i should just start drinking again so i could buy one of those warning label bottles because someone told me i couldn't cuz that's how was i look it? at it right so i have the yeah. same inner demons as everybody else and the rap industry Totally.
1: But so it's then, again then, then fascinating. You, you you talk to which whatever ice cube or ice cube drink or oh, yeah, whatever yeah. No, from NWA. I, I yeah, don't yeah, know which yeah. ice it is. Cube. I get them mixed up. There's only one anyway, and he was like, We we would have put explicit warning labels on our records anyway, because we sold more records with them on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it just totally backfired. And and we got so many examples of that through time over time that that's why I'm I don't I I don't I don't know what you would do to convince somebody that is really really in it like a, a heavy heavy smoker a heavy heavy drinker they they've got to kind of get to the point where they need to get to to quit I don't think Justin Trudeau's warning label on a liquor bottle is going to stop that guy go- oh thank you Justin. Wait a second. Just this is bad time. for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I'm Whoa, at. Oh,
0: wait a second. Yeah, yeah I But know, I don't want to be the
1: guy that says it's a stupid idea because. Because it's not good for you.
0: But, you know, if things aren't good for you, generally they come with warnings, right? Like, yeah. don't hold this chainsaw chain first. That's on a chainsaw warning package. Same thing with a hairdryer. Don't use this in the bathtub. We have those Warning labels on every day
1: products. A like, couple years ago, there was a reason. couple of guys in Alabama, I think, and they uh, they bought a bulletproof vest for some reason. These two boneheads. And they were like it was like uncles or brothers or something, and they were in the trailer and they're drinking late at night. And the neighbors called the cops on them because they were in the front yard after you know six, seven, eight beer, or whatever. And they decided to take shots at each other. So they would put the the vest on, stand 10 feet away or 20 feet away, take a shot. The cops showed up and they were trying to get closer to see how, like, see when it would start hurting. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And they were drunk out of their minds. And they go to the courthouse and they get, I, I can't remember what the sentence was, but they put these guys in jail. And I remember at the time thinking to myself, why would you even remotely consider separating those two from each other? They're gonna they're gonna eventually die. And it might be better off as awful as that. Why sounds. not
0: celebrate them? Why not get them to do it again and again and again until they can't do it anymore?
1: Dude, I'm the If same. you got two, if you got two guys that are sitting on a porch on a Friday afternoon that decide Let's to take guys. shots at each other, with a handgun just to see how the bulletproof vest reacts vest works. yeah yeah yeah. i don't think you need to worry about putting those guys in jail
0: <laughs> me neither i think you make a, i think you put them in charge of a bulletproof vest quality testing factory that's what i think you do but guys have at it here's a bunch of guns have fun
1: and that's it's a more thing to say Monday. and i i understand how awful it is to say but I just think we're getting in the way of, of the Darwin factor in that in that regard. Oh, and, t-
0: dude. And, and you know what? A buddy of mine once said this to me, and I thought, yeah, it's brilliant. It's like people should be allowed to make all their own bad decisions, right? We shouldn't have totally to be agree. able to stand up in front of them and go, hey, whoa, whoa, this is bad for you. Because like that's what everybody hates about the left, right? And it is true. The left likes to tell people that what they're doing is terrible. It's terrible for you. It's terrible for me. Generally speaking, I believe most of them are right when they're like, hey, lying about a terrorist attack is not good. Correct. Hey, abusing alcohol, not good. But they go the extra mile where they're like, we're going to we're going to we're going to harm you to prove that you shouldn't harm yourself and you shouldn't be allowed to do it. No, 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 no. Everybody in the world should be allowed to make all their own bad decisions
1: for Mm -hmm. themselves. And we still have
0: people that do it. And the I other
1: problem the other problem with this is, is I don't know what happened and I can't explain it. And I even have a dose of this as well. Um, if somebody like tells me not to do something, I will legitimately go out of my I way do. and do it twice as hard. Yeah. Like in public. And-, <laughs> and I'd tweet
0: about it too. Yeah, dude, I'm the same. It's like the lawsuit <laughs> stuff with Canada Proud. They're like, don't say and we don't want you to talk about it publicly. I'm oh, like-
1: I haven't heard about this. Is this I'm like is this course- that lawsuit somebody told me you were ha- <laughs> Yeah, part
0: of the lawsuit, you know, and it was hilarious, right? Because I I'm I me. I'm like, well, I'm clearly I'm <laughs> not going to listen to you guys. You're suing me. Like, you know, like when someone's like, I want $200,000 from you and I want your eternal silence. I'm like, a you're not getting any money and b i'm gonna ramp this shit up now because that's how yeah. my fucking wire well,
1: that's what i said when when you told me about someone didn't do the research about you
0: <laughs> they're like he's gonna shut up no problem i'm like no dude of course i'm not gonna do it to the point where ball- it's like i go out it- of my way to make sure that i'm on the right side of history when i do talk about it to the, to the point where it's nauseating like our lawyers i'm like oh, can i say this they're like Oh, my God, you sent us four emails today, five emails. And I'm like, yes, yeah, you're still on the clock. So tell me if I'm allowed to say these things. And they're like, yes, yes, and maybe not. And I'm like, I take maybe not as a yes when it comes to this. Yeah. Where I'm like, all right, we're off to the races. Yeah. Because like you, back to the booze thing, someone tells you you can't have any. You're going to not only have some, you're going to stand there and drink it as slow as you can with a smile right in front on of your face them. in front of their face because nobody likes being told what to do it's why everybody's we mad proved at everybody it. we sit here and tell everybody how to act and how to be we prove it
1: yes, it we went have. really well during the pandemic <laughs> look how on board everybody was yeah everybody really we got were just together. everyone was trying to protect each other <laughs> no <clears throat> people are still mad about it yeah the pandemic um, are yeah, they really we used to get told i don't know we had we had a boss that did not get our show and so we, uh, occasionally I'd say about once a month, there would be, um, there would be a word that would be too much for said individual. And then we would be told that we weren't allowed to say that word anymore. I'll give you an example. I, I don't know why we were, we were on a gang bang, um, it was like coming up on the show constantly. What, gangbang. Like the the
0: gangbang's the title or the, the, the hyphenated term. You no, know, the word, the word. We were what using it and
1: it was, yeah, like it was in the grant report. It was it was a topic of conversation. And I'm not exactly sure why. And I remember when the boss sent us a note and said, guys, gangbang, like put it away. Like it's it's too much. I remember saying to the guys why are we saying gangbang so much on the air? And they're like, I don't know. It just kept coming up and it was all three of us. So the next day we did a pastor, Jimmy, if you don't know the little guy on the show, James P white yeah, has a, um, has a religious background and was a, an assistant youth pastor in Tabor, Alberta when he was a kid. Hmm. And so we get him to write um, obituaries. So we would do a This is the
0: drunk stripper, a little person on your show,
1: used to be a youth pastor at a church. You can't even make this stuff up.
0: I love it already. Tell me more.
1: So then he would do these these sermons when we would lose a word. So we would have a Pastor Jimmy obit for gangbang. And in the obit, the day after we were told not to say the word, We would literally say the word seven times in a two-minute bit.
0: (sighs) Because you can, right? It's the same time when I was on the radio, and they're like, you can't use the word douchebag anymore. I'm like, why? We got too many complaints. We got 100 complaints that use the word douchebag. You
1: like the word douchebag. One of my favorite words of all
0: time. And I'm like, all right. So I went up to the office. Not only did he not have the emails, Alan Cross, my former boss, who is hilarious, by the way.
1: And he's like, not, not only related on, by
0: the way. I re- yeah, not related. He's like, I deleted them all. I'm like, well, you didn't have the emails. So the next morning I said the word douchebag 144 times. I counted 144 every single time. Every single break had at least five terms in it that described douchebag every single one. And I got off the air and I went upstairs and I'm like, how'd that go? Like this with a big smile on my face. And he's like, it was a great show. Pretended like it, none of it happened. And I'm like, I think I've proven my point. I don't need to drag this out. I go, I'm glad we had this talk. And I went back into my office. That was it. But yeah. that's how I'm wired. And I would be the same way if they put booze like uh, labels on booze. I would do what you did.
1: you like start drinking again.
0: I would probably start just hammering vodka. All right, fuck you, because you told me I couldn't. Now I'm going to. And they're like, you're <laughs> sick again. <laughs> what does this matter to me? Because I just hate being told what to do. But there are people that will do that too.
1: I wonder there are rule followers and then there are people that are wired like, like you and I, Mm -hmm. right. That push back against authority. And I don't know what the percentages are. And I'm not suggesting we shouldn't have rules. I just think that I, I think that high and mighty approach, we're going to take care of you all is gone too far. And I think I think it needs to be reevaluated on both sides, right? We, and we touch on it quite often on this podcast from different perspectives, not always from the warning label, but we, we touch on it from, from how politics is presented from, from both sides. You're right. And I, and I think to get us back on track to sort of scrub the the, the, uh, the division, the the divisiveness of society right now, there needs to be a new approach. And, 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 and you know what the, the liquor labels, uh, I don't know if that's the best, best example of what we're talking about right now, but I, man, we got this us and them thing going on. And, and it and it rears its ugly head in a lot of different conversations. Dude, you know, to your we, point, we were talking about the 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 legalization or the the bill for the firearms today, right? Like mm-hmm. we were talking about that earlier, and that that's another example. We had a guy. I went on the air today. We talked about it, and I said, you know what? Listen, for me, you can be upset about this, and I I I get it. If this impacts you and you're you're, you're talking about gun. the
0: the firearm bill where they're going to take away handguns and semi-automatic weapons from people in Canada it even though owning guns is a pri-
1: privilege
0: so it's, yeah, going, yeah,
1: yeah. it's going to law and yeah. and there's a lot of people that are very upset about it from the perspective of they feel like they're losing more of their freedoms right and, um, and then there's, you know, there's some question marks about the buyback. And then there was a lot of question marks about what was on the list and what wasn't on the list. So they kind of got dragged through that. And I believe they sat down with an expert and said, okay, listen, you, if you're going to do this, you can't have this one on and not this one. You should probably take that one off. Cause that legit is a hunting, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I think they did kind of try to clean the list up a little bit. And whether or not anybody's happy with that. And and it's presented by both sides differently. Like the right is going to present it one way. And the left is going to present it another way. Mm -hmm. Somewhere in the middle is what it actually probably is. Mm -hmm. But I said on the air this morning, I said, at no point in my life have I ever thought, hey, I could use a machine gun right now. And I was just being a dick. And some guy legit went off on me. Called you off on text and was just like, you're an idiot. Because you said,
0: I've never, never found I've needed, I had any use for a machine gun. And the problem I've had with,
1: here's the problem I've had with the conversations I've had, minimal conversations I've had about firearms with anybody that is pro gun is that immediately your opinion is disregarded because I don't know anything about guns. Which I have a problem with because if I think that the average Joe or my neighbor shouldn't have a machine gun, whether I know what make it is, what it shoots, what caliber and where the guy, what country built it has no bearing on my, on my opinion as to whether or not he should have one. I don't think I need to be an expert on firearms to say on the air. I don't need a machine gun, and I don't think anybody. So, what was his issue? His
0: issue was saying that that he was angry that you said that they that you don't need a machine gun, or he was angry that you said you don't need a machine gun, and he, you know, he's probably going to lose his machine gun in a buyback program, and he wants to keep his machine gun
1: for what hunting grouse. We we didn't get that far. Okay, good. Um, but I, because I told him, because those are lots of questions. Oh, good, is I just
0: blocked them, yet. You know. Speaking of which, people telling you how life is, what's your block number at? Do you know your block
1: number? You got a block number? I've you know got people is? blocked on Facebook. <clears throat> I used to really be self-conscious about, where do you go to get your block number? Settings. Settings? Yeah, yeah, yeah mine now. And more. Dude, I have been on a heater.
0: Settings. I've been on a block heater. For the past your account
1: unbelievable
0: block heater like I, incredible
1: well you tell us yours i'm gonna look for mine mine will not be anywhere near as, as high as yours yeah mine is privacy okay blocked
0: accounts Ooh, <laughs> just go to your search bar in the tools blocked accounts you want to know what my block number is by the way people are very angry that i blocked them and I'll get into the rules about why real quick. We're not going to have time to talk about Michelle Ferrari's uh, giant tampon freak out the other day either. But we'll get to that on Monday. Because <coughs> uh, it was all time. A woman snuck into a men's bathroom to take issue with the fact they had feminine hygiene products in the men's bathroom. Politician. Dumbest human Oh, really? One. Really? Anyway. Why would you need them in the men's bathroom? Well, uh, there's a pilot program. Uh, Feminine hygiene products need to be more more readily available. There could be trans men that might want to go use that washroom if there are no feminine hygiene products available in that bathroom as they are readily available in the female bathroom. Pilot project says let's make feminine hygiene products available for everybody here in this building. So, yeah. And you might have a wife that might be menstruating uh you, so you might need, need to be run to, into the men's oh, okay. bathroom right. go grab I a plug care. if you water or a pat no one cares Why it's such a stupid fucking a thing, thing that conservative thing. turned it into a thing okay my block count you ready for this i have two thousand three hundred and twenty three accounts muted just muted
1: Right. Probably One quite a few mine. friends
0: who I'm like I I can't I uh, can't I can't watch <laughs> this person tweet anymore, but I cannot unfollow them because I'll get angry because we're that weird about it. Nine thousand two hundred forty-seven blocked accounts. Nine two four seven. Nine thousand two hundred forty-seven. So I went through a good portion of those, and I'm going to ballpark it. I would say 75 to 80% in that, maybe 70 to 80%. So about 7,000 of those accounts are not real. They're like joined in the last year, block, instant block, if you joined in the last year. Oh, here and we go. And super it. block if, and I'll get to the rest of the details in a minute, super block if you just started an account, have no profile picture, and there is no real name attached to your profile. Mega block, fuck you, gone, not interested. Um, the other reason I block people: if you shit post me once with any of those metrics—no picture, fake name, and new account—you're gone. Zero. I don't even read it. Uh, I'll look at your profile to see when you join. But generally speaking, I know you're a bot when I put out a video. And it comes back some kind of response about how much of a shit I am in broken English. Probably know that you're not real. So I'm going to say of the nine thousand two hundred and thirty-seven accounts that I blocked, at least seventy-five hundred, between seven and seventy-five hundred, are fake. Saudi Arabia, okay. Philippines, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I block Russia, those as well. All those, like one account, no replies or all replies and no tweets. I get just a lot a of fire hose. Oh, by the way, hi, what are you doing honey? in your bio? You're gone too. I have zero interest. Or yeah. Hey, do you, I, I blocked those. I blocked the porn accounts too. You can go and look at my blocked account. Tons of porn accounts of the women going, do you like what you see? Would you smash this? And I'm like, probably, but you're
1: fake, which sucks. Yeah. No, Jerry. No, I'm not. I no, just found that picture yeah, yeah. on Instagram. Yeah. What's your block um, number? I have three hundred and sixty-one and I I would suggest that I am in a similar I don't I don't get into the same I don't post like you do. You're you're aggressive. Your your stuff is 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 quite um controversial a lot of times. What are you talking See, about? See, I don't I don't jump into that arena because it, it's it's not <laughs> I just don't think it's
0: You know what I I love? I love the people that like. I'll get a DM from somebody like you, going, "Hey, someone sent me this email. You blocked them. They would like they would like to be able to see your tweets, and they're sorry." And I'm like, "No." Uh,
1: You know what? I generally when people because it happens to me about once or twice a month, somebody that you've blocked that still listens or something. That's that's,
0: that. Play nice and I'll give you access. It, see, it's, a, it's, a, here's the thing. I don't, I don't it's have to, to pick up I don't on have phone. to allow anybody to see anything. I don't. It let, let me, let me put it in layman's terms for everybody. And this should help everybody on Twitter. Let me help you. Let me help you. <clears throat> My Twitter account, our socials, and I know social media is a joke. It's our house. It's an extension of our house. It's our brand. When you come into our house and take a dump on the floor, I kick you out super easy for me to understand. Do you want someone having access to your day who can walk in and call you a cuck or a pedo or a groomer uh, or a lib? T- do you want somebody? you? Do you really? No, you don't. And you wouldn't do it in real life. So translate that real life over to social media yeah. and you get your answer. And they can say all the time, you're going to live in your echo chamber. You don't have any courage because you don't let me comment on your stuff. Well, if you called me a pedo, I'm probably not going to let you comment on my stuff anymore.
1: It's mm-hmm. pretty simple, dudes. And the that. ones that I think that contact me and say, "Hey, Dean blocked me. We were having a discussion about A and I said B, and it's always like vague terms, and then he blocked me and I'm not sure why. Can you find out why? Cuz people are they're sensitive about being cut off, which is fine. I, I like if I found out somebody blocked me I I honestly I don't I don't think I would care. Um but I think what happens a lot of times is people try to engage in a conversation that might be um a little heated, like a a, a controversial topic and they think they they're being what's the best way of pointing it? They think they might be adding to the conversation or diffusing it with humor and maybe it doesn't come off. some people aren't as good with tone on on in the written in in spoke, like in spoken, maybe they're better at it. And then in writing, they're not as good. And so you see it and you go, Oh, she's being a biatch. So I'm just going to block her. Yeah. And then maybe the intent was, cause I've had a few of those where I'm like, I think maybe Dean might have hit the block button a little too fast
0: there. And I sometimes do. It's a, yeah. it's a nature of the game. Sometimes you do. Sometimes you don't. I have enough followers. I'm happy. I don't care. I, 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 I don't get into discussions with people on Twitter. I'll say my piece. If I feel like I need to respond, I will. But generally speaking, two things I don't do anymore. Punch down, right? If I'm going to go after somebody, they're going to be up here on the level. That's number one. The other thing I don't do is I don't debate things that I talk about with you when you tell me, show me. I'm not Google. I will say something and I make sure that the things I say can be backed up by some facts Yeah, or that at least I will know what I'm talking about or I will provide those facts when you have an issue with it and you go, fuck you, pedophile. Show me, show me where you found out that Pierre Polyev. Those didn't have a people that check.
1: you're blocking are coming back to me, going, I don't know why Dean blocked me. <laughs> I think Dean, the people that are coming to me, going, Dean blocked me, and I wonder why. And could you, and, and you know, and I, I would legit, what I'll do is because I've gotten DMs from people, I'll send you a note and I'll say, yeah. Hey, Sarah is curious about why you blocked her, and this is the note she sent me, and you usually go tell her to fuck off. And no so then I say to Sarah, "Hey Sarah, I tried."
0: <laughs> yeah, there's one lady who wanted to talk to me. I think her name was Jen. Do you remember that? She's like, "Can you tell, can you please get Dean to call me or talk to me about something?" And I'm like, "No." <laughs> See, for me, like why would I call somebody to talk to them about something? I'm getting they, they, listen, social media is just it's like a billboard. It's where I post things. You can have issues with them mm. or not. But the one thing you're never going to do is prevent me from doing it or wh- get me into a deeper conversation about why you might have an issue with something that I tweeted. It's performative. It's a game. It's bullshit. It's a gamed algorithm. Yeah. Half the people aren't there aren't even real. Like, I, I mean, like, th- that is just a that, that is like, you know what that is? It's a cork board at a really terrible grocery store. You remember those yeah. cork boards at a grocery store? You're like. Oh, this lady said that she can watch people's cats for $20 a day. And this guy's got like two pieces of an old bike for sale. That's what it is. But it's like that for your ideas and what you want to do and how you want to contribute to society. So Mm -hmm. when someone's like, well, fuck you, I'm going to come to your cork board and take a big mess on it. I'm not letting them in the grocery store anymore. Again, it's super simple for me. And here's the other thing. It relieves all the stress and tension of having to actually respond to people. Here's an idea. When someone says, tell me where you got that. How about no? No. How about you let them go on that journey and look that information up,
1: right? Yeah, 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 That's yeah, it. yeah. I, I get that simple um, i I think my idea of what social media is has changed it it's It's definitely morphed over the years, right? And we don't need to go, but where I'm at right now is, um, because, and I've told you about my progression in life and it happens to fall on the decades, right I, I realized I was not that smart at the age of 20, when I met my beautiful wife, it's funny how that, that worked itself out. She set me straight and she basically told me, you're not a very smart man. And then when I was 30, I realized nobody gave a shit about my version of the truth. Um, when I was 40, I, I realized that I shouldn't be managing people. And now when I'm 50, I'm doing a much better job of cutting toxic people out of my life. And that includes social media, but I've struggled with it because I always sort of thought that this job, what what I do for a living Mm -hmm. and, and I include podcasting is I've kind of opened up my life to the world. And I always thought it was kind of my responsibility to get back to people and allow access based on the fact that I've sort of stepped into this world. And what I've learned is that's all dead. That's dead. That's that can be a dangerous that can be dangerous when the social
0: media world you can't do that anymore, dude. You cannot do that.
1: You can't. And and you know, here's the thing. I always felt that I had a certain obligation to the people that took the time to tune in and listen to my bullshit every day. Zero.
0: Yeah, that's enough. You know what? Their obligation to listen to you starts and stops at the decision to turn the radio on and off. That's it. That's it. And when someone's going to come into your mentions and they're going to call you names, you have an obligation to yourself to cut that shit out of your life. Like, absolutely cut it out of your life. And I do it in my personal life. Why wouldn't I not do it in my professional
1: life? You're right, right. You're right. And and it's funny how i've I've always had this this idea about being on the radio. If somebody complained and legitimately thought that I was doing something that they were against, I would tell them, "Hey, maybe my show isn't for you." I, I bet you there is a show out there that you might be happier listening to rogan yet but but the but for me on social media it took me a while to get to that point where i was like yeah like uh, I, can, I don't know why i can I, prevent I, I, I people separated, from being in my
0: life I, yeah, dude. but i
1: separated it somehow no, i don't you know why
0: you can't it's got to be a it's transverse you got to take what you do in your personal life and apply it to your professional life. I'll use the Michelle Ferrari video as an example. So she's a conservative MP. She goes into the men's washroom in the House of Commons. It's the most hallowed political, well, it's fucking as hallowed as political ground can be. Um, <laughs> it, she walks into a men's bathroom. Men's bathrooms in the House of Commons are very inclusive. They also have feminine hygiene products in the bathroom. So this is a video she recorded. There's JB. She I don't came think in I've the background. Seen I'm like, doing it's that in like no, Alberta. Fucking weird. Well, yeah, no, no, that's not weird. Tampons. I think tampons should be everywhere for anybody that wants them. I could give a shit. They're just items,
1: right? I, it wouldn't upset me. Who cares? But anyway, it's let's like watch the video. Machines, and I'll. Right? Like, so cares? she
0: tweeted me today, and I'll, I'll. I'll play this because we had a comment on it, and I'll get to that in a second. But let's watch the video. Come on in.
1: So this is the the men's bathroom, and I want to show you what has been put in the bathrooms. That is period products for federally regulated employees. I can't stress enough to you how out of touch this is.
0: You don't need to hear from JB. Although great video, follow him, Sheep King JB. Um, so she's been dragged. She deleted those videos. She's a Peterborough MP. Yeah, Peterborough. Just to give, it's like it's like the Alberta of Ontario.
1: I know a couple of people from Peterborough. They're good. Yeah, great they're people. Good. I know some broadcasters from Peterborough. Oh yeah, I, I, yeah, for sure. They're good guys. So, good guys. anyway,
0: she got dragged because she did a couple things. A, it's illegal to record a video in a bathroom on in a federally regulated building when you're a federally paid employee. She did that. She's not even in her bathroom, she's in the men's bathroom. So, that's illegal as well and it on top of it fucking weird and pervy. Number 2, Number three, sorry, I got the two things. This is the third thing that she's being dragged for today, is that she's completely discounting the idea a trans man might come in there and need something from a feminine hygiene stall that aren't available in men's bathrooms. And they're in women's bathrooms. You got the little thing you could turn. If you've ever been into a public female bathroom at a nightclub or a building, they all have places like a little, little turnstiles, little vending machine where you can get tampons maxi pads and maybe a nice breath mint <laughs> they have breath mints i, yeah, I think they you got, got breath mints, rubbers too and stuff but men mm. they, they got nothing right so because we're an inclusive country which i like by the way and because we have a bunch of people women who are transitioning into men that want to use the men's bathroom and this of course is a big conservative cudgel right where it's like Don't allow women and men's bath. all the bullshit, all the dumb shit. I've got no problem taking a dump next to a trans man, trans woman, man, woman. Don't care
1: because I'm just, I don't think, I don't think anybody wants to take a dump next to me, but that's another conversation. You're the only guy I don't want to have a dump
0: next to, to be honest with you. So, plus you've also got a bunch of women that work in the house of commons and feminine hygiene products, generally speaking, are so welcome. To any workforce that employs women, like any workforce, because they're taxed at a ridiculous rate. It's difficult to find them in certain circumstances. It's a highly personal issue. It's a serious health issue. It's a productivity issue. It's just smart business to put feminine hygiene products in every bathroom, right? Just in case. Maybe some MP's wife is visiting, maybe someone's cousin's. Who knows? Don't matter. Don't care. It's just a good idea. So because she's an absolute fucking brain dead hillbilly, I'm being nice because she's a brain dead hillbilly. She's on the heels of I don't punch down. (laughs) Oh, dude, she's an MP. I'm punching up because she's a a brain dead hillbilly who literally just rides for the exclusive hard line. We hate trans people. We hate gay people. We hate things. We don't understand brand and theocratic Canada because she rides for those people. She goes and does a video commits several crimes while she's doing it. And then alienates anybody who thinks accessibility and inclusiveness is a great idea, right? So I tweet that out yesterday. I got called because I stand up for the idea that we should have better access to feminine hygiene products for all women in this country. All of them. It's just good to do for the health and the well and safety of the individuals who have periods individuals who have periods mm-hmm. now we we have bathrooms that anybody can go in put them in every bathroom put them everywhere you can i don't care it doesn't bother me i don't, I don't get care. all jacked up yeah. i don't have a i don't have an i'm not anti-menstruation i don't have a problem with women's periods i don't have a problem with trans women nope. i don't have a problem but somehow she invents this problem that she should have a problem with legitimate items in a bathroom because of who they might hang on because of who they might be for if, and that is the problem. And so I said my piece, I got a steady stream on Twitter of people going pedo groomer. Of course you'd think that you like grooming kids. You like sexualizing children over and over and over and over again, over and over and over again. And to my point, Every single one of them got blocked because they are not real people. And when they are real people to be that stupid, you have lost the privilege of interacting with me forever. I'll never unblock those people. It's never going to be a mass unblocking. I'm never going to have those people in my life professionally or personally. And I'm there to say some things. That's
1: it. That's it. Mm -hmm. So there you go. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I sort of had this approach with it like there's multiple wars in the world right now. We have much more important things to worry about and concentrate on right now. Right. Um, we got tampons, out, tampon outrage. Yeah. We had the guy from the food bank on He happens to be a friend of mine who works at the food bank buck Doug. And, um, I said, you know what? You got to go back and look at the numbers and just give us like 10 years, so 10 years ago on a monthly basis, the food bank in Edmonton was serving 13,500 people. We are now closing in on 40,000 people. Yeah. That is a disgusting increase in the number of people that are reliant on the food bank. I, I mean, we got bigger fish to fry. I remember having a conversation with my daughter. Um, this was only a couple of years ago when she was home, and she needed me to stop at the store and get tampons. And I said to her, no. And this this was my stance on this is, you know, father of the year material here. I'm in the Arby's drive thru getting a beef and cheddar and my daughter wants me to just walk into Sobeys and grab some tampons. Listen, I am I don't have a problem with tampons and the fact that she needs them that's fine. But and if you told me if I'm going grocery shopping and I got to get milk and I got to get, you know, some sandwich meat, and some tomatoes, and some bananas and a head of lettuce and you know steaks for the, you know, for the weekend barbecue. And it just happens to be on the list that I got to get a box of tampons. I will have no problem putting that in the basket and going through the checkout.
0: But you're not just getting not just tampons?
1: Shopping, that's <laughs> always walking to the. Here's my thing. You are. Dude, a- I have bought tampons. Have your you not, responsibility. Have you, not, have
0: you not gone and got feminine hygiene products for your wife? Like, has she not no. said, "Hey, go get no, me"? Because no, because she takes She's care prepared. of that. She's yeah, always not, prepared. Dude, I have been asked not- by my ex. I've also, and this is years and years and years ago. Every woman I've ever been with, I have said, "Yeah, I'm happy to go get you some tampons, Max. Whatever you do. fuck, don't care. Happy to do it." Hey, can, honey, can you go in my purse and grab yeah, it? I've literally bought it maybe
1: three times in my life, and I'm 53. Dude, I've so the it probably women a that I know times, Take care times. of this, in the and last they should eight be responsible months, for taking it. In the last eight
0: months, I bet you I have retrieved six a tampon six times. Are you, what, are you kidding me? I don't care. Uh, hey, I'm on the way home. Can you get some? Yeah, for sure. Happy to, honey. Not me. Absolutely. No, no problem. Go in, know which kind to get. She just sends me a picture of the thing. And I'm like, yeah, happy to get it. I don't care. Happy to do it. Happy to no, help. Not me. Happy to not help That's I love you. That's your thing. I do. I don't... love you. Happy to help you. No, not don't me. Care. Well, what's, that... your, what's your hang up with getting tampons in? It doesn't no, matter if it's not yours. There's it's too your, many selections. Your,
1: there's absorbencies. There's sizes. <laughs> I don't want to have to ask. I'm going to get the wrong ones. <laughs> it's not my responsibility. Dude, you deal what, with if that you shit. what
0: if your wife sends you a list and she's like, on this list are two things because I'm getting what you're doing. You'll get tampons as long as you can bury the tampons underneath like 15 yes. other items. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That yes. means you're embarrassed to get tampons. Like it's some kind of beta male move. I'm to go sorry. Get your wife. I, I hygiene products. It is not. I'll it's put it. I'll put it move. in the,
1: if I'm getting it, you know, like it's a alpha four alpha gallon move. jar of of, 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 pickled eggs, like some beef jerky. And you'll bury some tampons. Bagels. You... I can. I'll. I'll slip it into there. But I'm not getting out of the car, walking into the store, and I'm not alone. And I don't care. Are you serious? I don't care. Yes, I am not alone. Men, I be, w- fuck. men will be in a straw
0: poll about dudes like, will you buy your wife feminine hygiene products? Or if you're in the in the nation's capital, let's do. Let's get people to answer it in the in the comment section. If you're in the nation's capital, and your wife says to you. I need tampons and I need them now or pads, whatever. Diva cup, lots of different solutions. A sponge with a stick. I don't
1: even know. I don't even know what a diva cup is. What is that? It's a a menstruation
0: cup. No, 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 no. It's true. It's a menstruation cup that fits inside your hoo-ha that collects all the fluid and then you empty it out and then you clean it and you put it back in. It doesn't sound very absorbent. No, it's not. It's a collection device, not an absorption okay. device. Right. Okay. So it's a, two different functions, but kind of does the same thing. A lot of women use them, and they swear by them. Um, yeah, a lot of people self-checkout. <laughs> uh, I bet you. I bet you nine out of ten men, real men, not beta men like you, not betas, sigma. No, elephants. no. I'm
1: telling you right now. Do a proper poll on your Twitter. On your Twitter, mind you, you've blocked anybody that would side with me. Nine thousand two hundred and thirty-seven. People are being honest with themselves. They're not going to Sobey's after a beef and cheddar to grab their daughter tampons. They're not. Uh, and I am okay with my decision to tell your my daughter that to she not get to tampons get was health.
0: predicated on you looking at the beef and cheddar. Maybe that was it.
1: <laughs> I think you're weak. That's a true it, story think, too. By, it, by the for, way, I was literally I in believe the it. Arby's drive-through.
0: I believe it. I believe that people like you are weak, weak-minded people. If you can't buy I'm tampons okay with and it. feel yeah, good about call it. Call me weak. I, yeah. I love that you're okay with it, I too. might
1: have been... Uh, like, my wife takes care of all that stuff. I don't have to worry about it, and I haven't ever, right? So there's never been an emergency need for me to run off to the store. I I mean... Fuck if- Dan in the comment section. He's like,
0: they fit perfectly <laughs> under a bag of Doritos. So he's gotten a bag. He's gotten some <laughs> tampons for his wife because he's 100% correct. <laughs> I've hidden. I'm not saying I don't hide them. Will I go in and get other items? Probably. I'm going to get a few. See, other. you're full
1: of shit. Then, You're but on my them. side, no. But I'll get them. I'll go solo. But I'll you're just going get the in tampons. and getting that four yeah, gallon no bucket of pickled eggs. You're getting something so that you're. I picked the pickled eggs because it I, it seems like a manly purchase. Yeah, it
0: really does, doesn't and it? Pickled eggs. Get... I noticed you threw beef jerky in there too. Beef jerky, her.
1: pickled eggs, and ass wipe. That's a real man's grocery trip. <laughs> Thanks for doing this, dude. Great to see you. Yeah.
0: All right. Brother. Um, at Lachlan Cross on Twitter. Have a great Friday. Have a great weekend. We'll see you uh next week. And great job with the food drive with nine five seven Cruise FM this week. You guys uh did some pretty incredible work and you fed a lot of people in the city of Edmonton this week.
1: Eight hundred and sixty eight kilograms of food was raised by the locker room listeners. They Huge. stepped up and sixteen hundred dollars cash. I was trying to think of a better way to get cash next year because um we were doing it just it. to it was, what's that? Steal? No, I mean, to donate it. Like, oh. we got to figure out a better way of of collecting money. I'm, dude, I'm just work, get to do, do it. Furniture.
0: Homeless people now have those, like, bank, you know, those little, uh those point of sale machines. I saw yeah. someone, someone put a tweet out the other day, homeless dude in Toronto, would, like, walk by and they're like, hey, I got no change. He's like, no got problem. The square. <laughs> Go ahead and scan your card here, sir. It goes right into my <laughs> bank account. They're like, you fucking kidding me? The guy's like, yeah, sure. Okay, boom. Gives him 10 bucks on this.
1: Uh so do that. That'll be an easier way for you to do that. That's amazing. I don't even know where I stand with that. I love it.
0: You gotta change with the times. And even homeless people are like, it's gotta be a tech solution to There's my drinking. It's gotta be a
1: tech solution to no one having cash anymore. <laughs> <laughs>
0: They're like, Yeah, get a card reader. <laughs> Done. I'll go yeah. panhandle so I can get one I, of those. And I do. still
1: I still have in my back pocket, I still have the uh the um the I am I'm about a half a million dollars in debt
0: card. When oh, you say to the guys at Panhandle, <laughs> I can't give you, you probably,
1: any you're probably more flush than me. So I'm, I'm unfortunately, Pass. I'm not going to be able to give you any money today, uh, but no great job. I have donate four mortgages.
0: Yeah, but you donate your time. You gave your time to feeding uh, Hungry Edmontonians. You guys did a great job. 957cruisefm.ca. That's where Lachlan works. He's the host of the morning show. It's called The Locker Room.
1: Back in January, we're taking the we uh, the done? rest of December off. Yep. Come on. Podcasts all week at noon, dude. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
0: it's
1: all right. All right, brother. We'll touch base uh, next
0: week. Thanks, pal. Appreciate it. Good okay. to see Good you. Good to see you. i Lock and Cross. Give him a follow on Twitter. Thanks, everybody. Appreciate you being here. And sorry, not sorry to Michelle Ferrari. She had a bad week. Don't mock things that have nothing to do with you. It's just a general rule I have now. I used to get all up in other people's shit. But it's literally the thing that's making everybody insane now is when someone like, whether it's booze, whether it's food, whether it's vaccines, whatever. Let people make their own stupid choices. Let them suffer through those consequences. And when they turn around and blame you for all the consequences they incurred, just remind them that you told them, but you didn't want to tell them what to do. You told them what would happen, but you just didn't want to tell them because you don't like being told. Have a great day. I got to go. There's my phone. It's my kid. I'll call him back in like five minutes. Anyway, have a great day. Appreciate y'all. Don't forget, you can get everything we do at Cryer Media. Go to Cryer.co. That's where you can find Muse on the Mic. It's one of our newest podcasts. And Muse on the Mic brought to you by our friends Emily and Riley. They're the proprietors at Muse Massage Spa, Toronto's number one body rub parlor, 1290 Finch Avenue West in the beautiful city of Toronto. Go there today. Tell Emily and Riley I said hi, by the way. I haven't been, but I plan on going. And doing a podcast there with them. That's it. Swear to God. But uh, these people are sex advocates. Their podcast is Bangarang, too. You're going to love it. It's on Patreon, so you can get the real inside scoop, the juicy stuff. She doesn't hold much back on the actual podcast, Google, Apple, Spotify, etc. You can also find it at Cryer Media. Go to Cryer.co. Give them a follow, too. Muse on the mic. Hit sub. Muse on the mic. Muse on the mic. Muse on the mic. You're going to love it if you're interested in the sex works industry. And uh, massive advocates for women. In that space, safe space to work, safe space to support themselves, space safe space for their families. I can guarantee you, you're going to love the podcast. Again, Muse on the mic, spa.com for more details. Also brought to you by our friends at CanTorque, uh the number one assembly tool experts in Canada. They make rugged, hardworking, beautiful torque wrenches. Canada's leading industrial tool experts giving you the very best in sales, service, rental, calibration, maintenance, and custom fab of industrial torque tools. Uh, If you've got a bolting project and you can't find a solution, they are going to make you one. They are going to clean it up, and they are going to make sure uh, that it is serviced properly. It doesn't matter what industry it's in. CanTorque makes the best torque wrenches in the world for industry around the world. Uh, Colin, I believe, is coming back from Dubai today. Yeah, he does work everywhere, so you know you can trust him. He's very proud of manufacturing this beautiful country of ours. So go to Cantork.com today, and of course, brought to you by our friends at Ed's Fine Imports. His gitch is on us. It could be on you too. Luxury branded underwear, boxer briefs, pouch in the front. Swear to God, the best underwear you'll ever buy. Uh, The pouch made for Canadians by Canadians who are a little bigger, if you know what I'm saying. A little more stuff down there. We're tougher. We're hardier people. Uh, so get this underwear. It comes in a variety of sizes. Very breathable. The best band in the business. The best waistband. It never frays. They never lose their good. They never get a little loosey. You know, I wonder if it's it loosey over that. No, no, I've had a pair for like four years. I've got a lot of pairs of them, but I've had a pair for like four years. Best underwear you'll ever buy. Luxury branded underwear made in Canada for Canadians by Canadians as well find imports.com go there order online Gitch is the name of the brand Gitch 3 is your promo code Gitch is the number 3 and when you buy 3 or more pair he'll send you a pair for free so make sure you do that today thanks everybody appreciate you being here have an awesome weekend Uh, and if you're off in the next couple of weeks enjoy time with your family this is the time for you to spend time with the people and the things that make you you so do that be mindful this holiday season see you Monday bye Go to the blue hotel I wanna live
1: at the blue hotel. The podcast that goes everywhere the imagination dares. It's for the open-minded, the pleasure seeker.